Did you guys know that by becoming a subscriber of The Suzanne Venker Show, you get bonus episodes regarding things like stories about my own marriage, answers to questions about other people's marriages and relationships, and commentary on current events that undermine marriage and the family. You also get free eBooks, early releases of each episode, and a 100% free digital copy of my new book, How to Get Hitched and Stay Hitched. Whew, with all that, who wouldn't want to become a subscriber? It's not even expensive. There are three very economical levels from which to choose. Just go to SuzanneBanker.com forward slash podcast and click on the become a subscriber button. That's SuzanneBanker.com forward slash podcast. And now on with the show. From the magnificent Midwest, it's the Suzanne Venker Show, where men and women are equal in value, but wildly different by nature. Join us here every week when we challenge the culture's hugely flawed narratives about men, women, sex, and love. From coast to coast and from around the world, thank you for joining us. So today I'm going to talk about the behind the scenes life of an entrepreneur, which is very different from what I normally talk about. Obviously, I thought it'd be fun to just do a little sidebar here. And I thought I'd let you guys in on, on what not just my life looks like behind the scenes, but really any entrepreneur's life, anybody who works for themselves and does their own thing and has their hands in a bunch of different things in the creation of some sort of business like endeavor. Um, get a lot of questions about it. And um, just thought I'd take a take a podcast episode to do that. So I can't do it without inviting my podcast producer slash assistant extraordinaire, Kelsey Roa, who is on the line because she too is an entrepreneur and she was before I ever came into her life. So we're not necessarily going to talk just about being a podcast person or a coach, but um, just, just entrepreneurship in general. So welcome, Kelsey. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me again. Yay. Yay. So this is very organic, guys. I didn't do any planning. We're just going to have a chat about this um, and and hope that you guys enjoy it. Okay. So, gosh, Kelsey, t- t- really quick, just kind of tell people what you did before you met me so they get an idea of, of your background. Well, I've done a lot of things. Um, my main focus uh, when I was a little bit younger, starting at about 15 years old, was uh, being in the music industry, and I worked professionally starting at 15 years old, I was working for Disney as a Disney artist, um, recording my own music, even touring and playing in bands and building a music brand. And I did that for a long time. Um, at the same time, I was also helping my parents run a couple of very successful businesses. So I just, the first thing I would say is that I was raised in an environment of entrepreneurs, people that work for themselves. I don't think my dad really ever had a job where he worked for somebody else. And if he did, it was for a short period of time. So anyways, um, I was just raised in that environment and I started this music business um, as a singer and as a performer. And I did that for a long time. And then I got into marketing and publicity and I was doing that on the side with my career in the music business because I thought it would be a good avenue to help 
my music career would yeah. be to get into marketing as well as publicity. So that's what I did. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's so funny because to hear you, I mean, you, you've really never had a traditional job where you go into an office from nine to five, or even it doesn't even have to be an office, just any sort of regular day job, right? Well, I mean, <laughs> I have had those types of jobs, but they didn't last very long <laughs> for me. Um, I always thought, well, maybe I'll just do what everybody else does because I thought it might be easier to do in the sense that you have your set schedule you have a set of tasks that you're expected to perform. And then when you're done, you go home. And I, I always kind of thought that would be a little easier and not that it is, or it, you know, I guess depending on your personality, it might or might not be. And uh, it was kind of like fitting a square peg into a round hole. It just never was my thing. I'm not a I set schedule person. Do I, I don't know. Do you think like most entrepreneurials, entrepreneurs, Entrepreneur is such a hard word to say, um, come from entrepreneurs. I mean, I wonder how many like were, were uh, groomed into it like you were versus um, just went cold turkey on their own. It's, it's interesting. I don't know if there would be any data on that. And I don't know of any to be exact, but I would imagine it's something that is cultivated in what you see growing up. Um, the people that I know that are on their own, running their own businesses, typically come from a family background of doing that. And that's not to say that you couldn't just decide on your own that you wanted. Well, especially today, because of what we have with technology now, it is definitely ballooning. Okay, so I want to get into just what what it really looks like behind the scenes, because I think it makes for a really great conversation. And um, I'm just going to start with myself, because I'm all I know when it comes to this. Um, and here are the things that I've learned in the last few years. Um, of course, I've been, I guess you could say, an entrepreneur for, for years because writing books. I mean, yes, I'm an author and I, I, I didn't call myself an entrepreneur really until I branched out beyond the books into the podcast and coaching. Um, and then next year, I haven't even made this announcement yet, but I'm going to be going into the online course space. So all of that is definitely entrepreneurial. And so, so is writing books, but it, but it has more of a title, you know, author. It's like, that's what you are. You, most authors don't say I'm an entrepreneur. So I kind of fell into it. Um, and it's like, you don't even realize it's, 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 it's so not cohesive. It's like, you're, it's like the one thing about you, the way you know, you have an entrepreneurial mind is when your brain doesn't stop <laughs> with your ideas. I think that's really it. I did that for so long that it didn't occur to me that that was an entrepreneurial thing until finally it's like, wow, like this is what it is from morning, noon and night. I'm in the shower, whatever I'm doing, I get an idea. And I now have, of course, the notes on my phone and I write all my notes down on my phone. But before there were phones, there was paper and pencil, right? Or pen. So I used for the, all those years I was writing books, I'd be in the car and I'd have an idea and I have to pull over and get out a pen and paper and put a note. I had notes everywhere in my purse. But so the seeds were planted early on, but I just didn't think of it as that um, because I, I was an author, I was a writer, but I'm a nonfiction writer, not a fiction writer. And fiction writers, I don't know that they do that. This is more like research-based idea. You're constantly getting new ideas. I don't know. I'm sure fiction writers do. But anyway, so I had all these papers and now I don't have to do that because I've got all the notes on my phone, which is awesome. 
but so that's the first sign is that when you just, your brain is walloped with these ideas and you have to just constantly calm yourself from, you have to get them out for one thing. Right. And then you have to hope that they don't keep bombarding you, but they do. Does that happen to you? Yes. <laughs> I it, it's, <laughs> I don't know how else to say it other than yes, it's, it's constant. And, and it, it goes into a lot of different areas, but one thing is that you don't really have set hours when you run your own business. You're pretty much working all the time. Um, right. Or you get to choose, pick and choose when you work. So um, I just think so. the ideas portion of this, the ideas, having the ideas comes from the fact that you're investing in yourself when you run your own business. And when you, you know, start a company or mm-hmm. you, you are an entrepreneur, I think it's different when you go to a job and you're, um, you know, you're working for someone else, you kind of just do what you're supposed to do. But I think as an entrepreneur, it's exciting because everything that you touch is, is yours in a lot of yeah. ways. And, and that's so, go ahead. Yeah. No, it's just you, it gives you the ability to be creative, which mm-hmm. in some jobs, there's not a lot of leeway for creativity. Right. So that's the plus side for sure. Mm-hmm. It's, oh, I yeah. mean, obviously you don't have a boss, you could do things according to your way, you know, you get to be creative and all that. So there's those obvious pluses that people know about. I think that there are a lot of, there's a lot in the negative category. I don't know if negative is the right word, but in the category that would stop people from doing it and, yeah. and, 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 and they're real and I want to talk about them, you know, and, and just because it works for one person doesn't mean it's going to work for another. So here are the things that I've learned. I just kind of put a list here on my phone because that's where my lists are now. Um, so that's the first thing I thought of is that you just never really rest because you always have something on your mind, this new idea, and you've got to get it out and get it down. So I'm constantly writing it to get it out so that I can focus on what I'm doing at the moment and not let that, you know, get in the way. Another piece of it though is you end up working for a long time with very little payoff. I don't think people understand that. Well, maybe they do, but, and that's why they don't do it, but you're, you have to be in a position for one thing, just from a financial financially to be able to be an entrepreneur. Let's just get that on the table. I mean, most people don't have the um, flexibility necessarily, the ability to, to just not worry about an income because you're going to have to not worry about an income for a while if you're an entrepreneur. And sometimes you'll make an income for a year or two and then you won't another year. Um, The idea is that you start and then you build and you, and then at some point it just stays that way forever, but it depends on what you're doing. depends on what it is. And you're constantly having to cultivate new business. So you never get to this. We're like, okay, you know, you just have to keep going and it's this endless cycle and that's not for everyone. Well, it can be very frustrating and tiring. And if you do have a great idea and you do want to start your own business and you do have to worry about an income all at the same time, you end up sometimes working double. You have to do your little um, gig that gets you paid. And then when you get home after working, you have to put time into your business. Those are, that's another option that some people can have, but at the same time, that's very easy for single people. Uh, it wouldn't be so easy if you were married or mm-hmm. had children. Um, you know, if you're alone, you can come home and work on your business. But if you've got family or obligations outside of work, it makes it very difficult. Yeah. So that's interesting that you brought that up. So as I'm sitting here right now at home, which is an unusual space for me these days, because my husband 
also works from home, but he used to travel and go out a lot. And he'd be in and out, even though he was home-based. But since COVID, he literally does not leave the house. I mean, has not. He is now out for the first time in a year and a half for about three days. And I'm at home solo because my kids have flown the nest and we just became empty nesters six or seven weeks ago. I literally have not experienced being in my home like this at all. I I can I can work around the clock without any thought whatsoever, right? There's no humanly possible way I could have done this at any earlier stage in my mom and my wife and motherhood life or whatever you want to say. I can only do this now because of my circumstances. And I just, when I think about people who like are trying to do build businesses and do the kind of thing I'm doing now when they have young children, I just laugh. I'm like, there's just no humanly possible way. I mean, no wonder you're going crazy, you know? So there has to be a space and a time to do it both financially and just logistically. So that's, that's one thing. It's not like, you know, everybody who wants to become an entrepreneur can just go out and do that. There's all these extenuating circumstances to take into account. So that's, that's just a big piece of it. Um, Another is that there's a lot of trial and error, which means there's a lot of failure. In other words, before you hit something that works, there's a lot behind the scenes that you're going to fail at. And that's good. That's supposed to be that way that you like the whole point of getting to where you're wanting to go is to figure out what doesn't work. But it's a lot to ask of somebody to really wake up and just keep doing that and not getting a lot back until like way down the road, you know, that's right. and parents of a different. I nature. think another problem with social media is you see a lot of these so-called business owners and entrepreneurs and it looks, and this was a lot of the way, like a lot of how it looked in the music industry too, that they were, that these were overnight successes and that's yeah. how they are. They look across the platforms. And, you know, when you see, you know, in this case, like a music artist, all of a sudden it's like they have a hit song. And what people don't realize a lot of times is sometimes that's 10, 15 years of getting doors slammed in your face. And a lot of being successful, in my opinion, is just willing, being willing to accept the failures and to not let it beat you down to a point where you quit. And I think a lot of people get frustrated very and much say, so. I'm out. I, yep. I just can't do it yeah. anymore. I can't take another door slammed in my face. And, and you know what? That. I mean, more power to them because it it is bad. It is. It can be really bad and really hard. And and it's it's just it's not really. I don't know. It's not human nature to just keep saying, "Okay, thank you, please, may I have another <laughs> shit sandwich or whatever." Like it's it's a big ask <laughs> of someone. You know? Shit um, sandwich. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, however you want to define the failure, which isn't really, like I said, failure. It's just, it's just figuring out what works. So it's a, you have to look at it in a different way than failure. And that's, that's kind of what helped. But there's just no question. You have to have a bee in your bonnet, a very strong passion to keep you going through all of that crap, I guess is my point. Something that you really feel strongly about, you know? Um, and, and yeah, clearly that's something I have in spades. So that's probably why I'm, I, I maybe I'm a glutton for punishment, but at any rate, um, Okay, then the other thing is, well, and I sort of mentioned this before, but you're going to work without pay for a good period of time, which is why I was saying you have to be in a position to be able to do this. Anybody who starts a business, you know, you've probably heard people listening. There's plenty of people who have businesses who are listening and some who don't. But you, when you start a business, you generally need to wait three years to be able to see any revenue. 
So you're talking about really working around the clock for several years for quote unquote free. And again, a lot of people aren't going to be willing to do that or capable of doing that or capable, meaning financially capable. Um, Cause you have to have some other source of income, for example, or you have to have saved for a really long time so that you have something to live on while you're waiting, that kind of thing. And then another thing is that you're, <laughs> you'll, you'll laugh at this. You can't please everyone as an entrepreneur, no matter what you do. So for example, all of you know, by now that I have three, podcast episodes a week instead of one. And the Sundays tend to be a little longer than the Tuesdays and Thursdays. But essentially, I'm doing three podcasts a week that are on the shorter side, rather than the one on the longer side with a guest. So it's taking on a little different format. And some of the comments I've heard are, these are too short, right? And then the next day I get on there, this one was too long. And it's the same one. It's the same. It's the same episode. So you can't roll with that because you're not going to be able to to appease everybody and make everybody happy. So that's another thing about if you're concerned with making people happy all the time, you're going to struggle. Right. And that's another problem with social media, not to get off on that tangent, but um, people have so much access to you and you're giving, people have to see it in your case, have to see it this way, that this is free content. Mm -hmm. They're getting essentially relationship coaching, uh, great advice, all in this format that is free. And they have a choice whether or not they want to become Patreon supporters or support the show. But um, you're giving away a lot of amazing free content. And, and and I don't think people realize the amount of work that goes into creating that content. And then you have to pay someone like me to help you produce yeah. the content. Yeah, and exactly. there's just a lot of behind the scenes work that goes into, especially what you do, because I've gotten to see it from a, a bird's eye view. I know, I know. And it's just, and yeah. Um, yeah. Crazy. It's been such a long ride. Hasn't it Kelsey? It has. It's <laughs> been a lot of, it's been a lot of fun um, to see how you've developed and grown your listenership and your platform. And a lot of people care very much for what you do. So that means to me, that's success. Yeah, I can't tell you how much it means to me to hear from I mean, if it weren't for hearing from people as often as I do, I mean, literally daily at this point, it's just it's astounding. And it's so satisfying. And I just love it, love it, love it, love it makes all the other stuff that we've been talking about worth it. Um, okay, so then another aspect of this is um, that I guess it goes part and parcel with what I was saying before, but basically, you have to be able to deal with delayed gratification. Because you're going to end up working um, without, and, and I'm not talking about just pay. I mean, like, it's like you're constantly creating stuff that you may not use or be consumed by consumed by anybody for months, sometimes even years. So you're like building stuff that's so overwhelming and your hands are in so many things. And somebody might not see it for six months, which means it, do it doesn't mean it's not going to be used, but it feels so when you're doing a lot of that and you can't get it out right away, or it's like, for example, for me, it's like I, I was working on a book com combined with a podcast combined with coaching. And now I have this online course that I'd be doing next year. And I had to get some sort of, I had to pull back a bit and I have to get very scheduled and be okay with just accomplishing what feels like a very, very small amount in a given day, given everything that I'm doing. And so 
like delayed gratification is a massive part of this. Did you, have you experienced that as well? I mean, I know. Yes, um, for sure. And, and just to the point that you were making, I think about having to create all of this and not knowing really where it's going or when it's going to be used. Um, one of the things that makes being, I, I call it entrepreneur or a freelancer or a business owner where you work for yourself is that you have to be very disciplined with your time. And it's very easy. You don't have that clocking in and clocking out. You don't have that mechanism of like, okay, I'm here from nine to five. You have to be very disciplined with your time. Not everybody is able to do that. Um, not everyone has has it in them to do to be that disciplined. You have to let you can't let outside factors in your home or or anything that's going on around you distract you. And and that's another thing about this that makes it hard for people. And it, sometimes it's even challenging for me because for a while, like during COVID, my husband's a a musician and he we both work from home, and that can be mm-hmm. very distracting. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a whole <laughs> so, episode right there. Yep. And that, that's a, that's a tough, that's tough. That's a tough thing to, um, to get used to. I For think sure. Andres is home with stuff. So I don't know oh, if you're going to be, can you hear him in the background? Uh-uh. Hi, Andres. You see, this is what we have to do. You can leave this in, by the way, you don't have to cut this out. Yeah. It's kind of fun. Yeah. He has like real a, life. A, a I called behind off. the scenes. I yeah. titled it behind <laughs> the scenes. So now we're behind the scenes. In comes the husband. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, um, and I had a cat. I just had to get out. It was as again, I'm home now, which I'm not normally, normally I'm in an office and I am literally by myself in an office, um, Monday through Friday. And it, I do have a very, very, and this might be helpful to know too. I wasn't planning on talking about this, but I just thought about this. I've now gotten my schedule to the point where I'm pretty much nine to five Monday through Friday. And I'm pretty off limits nights and weekends. I don't do that. And so, and I'm good with turning off. Okay. Now it's time to um, do something else. Although I'm always, I'm pretty much always kind of checked in. Although there are times of the day where I put the phone down, I may not see it for an hour and a half. I'm just doing something else, but um I don't really work on the nights and the sometimes on the weekends now. Um, but it's, it's pretty much just during the day. And it's true what you said about like, when I get off here recording this, I'm going to get cortisone shots in my knees for anybody out there who has that. <laughs> Maybe you'll, <laughs> there's a little personal information for me. I have terrible knees. And I have to go get my cortisone shots and I hate the thought of it. Um, but I have to do it or I'm not going to be able to walk well. Um, or exercise. So anyway, my point is I can do that in the middle of the day after doing this. Um, and that's what I mean by, you know, just you, you have to be able to work with that schedule and be really disciplined about it. Um, but the plus side of that is that you can do something in the middle of the day that you need to, cause you work for yourself. So there's, there's the trade-offs, right? So let's talk about the, you know, you bring my an interesting, yeah, you're, yeah, but that's, I'm so sorry. That's, <laughs> Um, so something that is, is been very difficult for me is turning off, knowing when it's time to get out of work mode. Um, I, you know, I have another side job, I guess, in public relations and I'm taking calls on a Saturday night from media people. I mean, this is kind of what my life has become as of late, um, and it sucks because it really can cut into your personal time. And that's another thing you have to be leery of when you decide, you have to be conscious of, I guess, when yeah. 
you start a business is that you cannot let it bleed into your personal life either. Um, How come you're getting those? Because that's the second time you said that to me, that you're getting oh, those on Saturday it's night. insane. It's just <laughs> insane. It's like sometimes I'll be grocery shopping at 6 or 6.30 p.m., on a Friday night or, and I'm getting, you know, an urgent request or something that has to be dealt with. And um, do you want to tell people what you're doing? They might be um, interested. Yeah. I'm, I'm Not doing public relations for a book publisher. Um, it's actually Suzanne's book publisher. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm dealing with, uh, without getting into too many names or any, or releasing anything, uh, a lot of very high profile mm-hmm. politicians mm-hmm. and, um, these people work around the clock. Yeah. It's amazing. Um, it's it like really they have is. no life. There's literally no life well, but that. Th- and this is what you say about, especially with women in career. I mean, if you're going to pursue a career, it is your whole everything. And right now it's fine for me because we don't have a family. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, now you have a family. You just don't have children. We don't. Yeah. You know what I'm saying, but we don't have um, the, you know, we don't have that element Mm -hmm. in there. So Mm -hmm. yeah, I'm able to do, I'm able to work until seven if I need to, I'm able to stay late. I try not to, I try to cut off between work and personal, but it's very hard. It's very demanding. It is hard. You know, I don't know why I didn't have that written down on my notes because that's kind of a major component of this whole thing. But I guess I was thinking that everybody's work is sort of like that these days, not just entrepreneurial, but you're right. I mean, you're always on an available. I, I don't know. Everybody's different. Everybody's dealing with it differently. I'm always available. I'm never gone for long. If I don't answer for something, you're going to hear from me probably an hour later. So I'm not the type where you wouldn't hear from me for hours. That would not happen. So I guess if you're considering that being constantly on, I guess I'm on. On the other hand, I mean, I there is a done five o'clock. It's over. And I am literally, you know where I'm doing at five o'clock. Let me think. Watching the Waltons, watching the having, Waltons, the rerun, and having and having a prosecco in a, yeah. in a a prosecco in a martini glass. Are we are we not doing that anymore? <laughs> I'm off the martini glass. Yeah, I yeah, I was drinking prosecco out of a martini glass. Now I'm just like having a beer, but um, or I'll have a prosecco in a whatever kind of glass, in a regular but, glass. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. That so I tune out to that and then I make dinner and then and I've moved on to something else. I'm with my husband every night and weekend. I mean that's just what I'm doing. So um, that doesn't mean that I don't pick it up on the weekends. I do, but it's like for for example, I finally decided one day that Saturdays is off limits. So Saturday's fun day for Suzanne. So um, I, I I do things that make me happy and that do not they're not on the responsibility slash need to do list. Right. And so for me, that's walking around. Um, um, home stores. I, I'm not a clothes shopper. I'm a home shopper. I like to walk around. Oh, how do you just, how do you even describe those? You know, the stores. Like the home goods or yeah. Yeah. Or even some of these private like boutique type places where there's a lot of um, furniture mixed with uh, clothes, not clothing, like earrings mixed with fountains mixed with, I don't know, mostly furniture, I guess, but just those types, anything home related. Um, I do enjoy that. And then, so I try to do as many things like that on Saturday and I don't pretty much don't open my computer, but of course I do have my phone on me, but I don't really look so much at emails. I'll just get texts cause it's personal. Be like people in my personal life that need me on a Saturday. Um, so I've gotten really, really good about it, but it wasn't always that way because it depends on what stage of life I was in. When I was younger, I did everything around my kids' schedules. So I was either I was either totally with my kids being a mom or they'd be asleep or at school. And then I'd go into the other mode. 
So that was a different, there was no nine to five back in those days. This is all actually still kind of new in the last couple of years. So, excuse me. Yeah, I think, you know, part of the problem is, as you've always have your devices on you and there's this temptation, especially for me, you know, you're watching TV or you're doing something or you're out shopping and there's always this temptation to like look at your phone for messages and Mm -hmm. check your email. And I think Mm -hmm. that that's made everybody well, I mean, not even to get into the anxiety part of that, of what it does to you mm-hmm. physiologically, how anxious it makes you, yes. but everyone's so addicted to their devices. And I know we're kind of getting off of the track. Of well, this. we are, because I do want to actually do, I want to do a whole thing on that for relationships. That's another I day. Have, That's another yeah. day. But I mean, I'm planning yeah. on talking about whether or not your I phone mean, is ruining your relationship. So I want to discuss that definitely in more detail. One thing I wanted to bring up is I do feel and just because this kind of goes along with the topics of your show, that the entrepreneurship kind of boss babe thing is really pushed to women. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that it's, I don't think that the caveats are given enough. Exactly. Really what it takes to do it. I think there's always this like, Oh girl, you got three kids, start your own business. Go for it, girl, go boss babe, you know? And I'm like, please don't, jump into <laughs> jump into something like this without giving it some serious thought. No, you know, I think it's really pushed to women too. Like you can do this and raise your kids. You can do yes, this. Yes. After, and it's like, no, you can't actually. And yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because, you know, I get asked a lot. People will be like, so what do you feel about the working from home thing? You know, you really, you know, I'm very adamant about uh, moms and babies being together in those early years. And so what are my thoughts on working from home? So, and I, and I've, I think I've discussed in detail how I did it. Um, and and so the so the answer basically is it depends on what it is you're trying to accomplish. Uh, if it's if it's something that, like I said, there's no humanly no humanly possible way I could do what I'm doing now when my kids were little. I wouldn't have even considered such a thing. Uh, so there has to be the right time and place for it. Um, so what is it that you're trying to get accomplished? You know, are you cooking for a business and you might be in the kitchen anyway with your kids and you're like, I mean, I don't know. It depends on what it is and how much of the business are you, are you talking about starting a business from scratch or are you talking about doing a little side thing where maybe you're selling cookies, um, to certain people in your neighborhood? You know, there's just so many variables, some of which are workable when you have young children or even children, even if they're older, um, some of which aren't. So there's just, there's too, it's, it's too hard to make like a blanket statement about it, except to know that anything that's going to take you away more than, you know, 10 hours a week in your head from what you're doing is going to be problematic when you have little ones pulling at you whose needs are all consuming and around the clock. And if you can do whatever you need to do around their schedule, like I was able to, again, it was writing. All I was doing was writing. I didn't have go out to sell anything. There was no, it just, it just, it was doable. Uh, so it just kind of depends. But this idea of building a business, like you just do that on the side. No, no, like that. Start, it's so crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> it's a terrible message to send without adding in those caveats. So I'm glad you brought that up because that's really a huge component of this. And then finally, there's just this aspect of if you have a lot of backing, um, you know, some people, you know, keep in mind that when you see some people who have businesses, I don't know, they might have some sugar daddy or some big like pot of money that they can live on for 10 years. And it doesn't matter because they can put all this money into their business, which is going to make it work a lot faster than somebody who's like, you know, I'm laughing, thinking of you going, Suzanne, can you please spend some money on your business over the years? You know, 
Um, I mean, I'm much more steady and better about it today, but there was a time when I'm like, no, no, that's too, you know, um, it's, you don't have, you know, you have to, it's just the people, if there's doing it from scratch and there's doing it with backing, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. And like I said in the beginning, a lot of what you see online and in social media, you don't know the backstory of, of, of how that person got to where, They did. And I'm of the mind and the belief that the people that are really are successful, you know, it wasn't handed to them. You know, there's this whole thing like, Mm -hmm. oh, you know, you don't deserve that. Or when you work, people work hard and you get rewarded when you work really hard. That's what Mm -hmm. I, how I feel about it. It's just, I mean, I'm just starting to see a little bit of success in my life. And it's, it's minimal probably to some people like, you know, like a Mark Zuckerberg, a dare I speak his name or, you know, some of those people that are billionaires. But for me, it's, it's, I started from nothing. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't have a college degree. I didn't study anything in particular. Um, I was just scrappy and Mm -hmm. um, a good communicator, a hard worker willing to put the time in. Um, Yeah. It's a tough life. And it's not for everybody. I totally see the benefit and the reasons why people just go and clock into their job and come yeah, home. Amen. And, amen. And and don't, you know, don't take their work home with them. They don't have to, you know, it's just kind of phoning it in. Not to say everybody's phoning it in, but it's just, I totally get why people just want to work jobs. Yeah, I, I, I seriously do. I mean, I, I, I think there's a lot to be said for that. And I think your ability to have your life work, your personal life work is much, much higher if you have a job as opposed to a career. And then the career and the entrepreneur thing, they kind of go together because again, depending on what type of career it is. I mean, some people have careers that they work part-time or can leave at the end of the day. Um, but, but, but in general, careers are all consuming. And, and certainly that's the case with, with being an entrepreneur. Um, and jobs are <laughs> looking, looking better and better. They're <laughs> underrated. The jobs are underrated. They are underrated. How many times did I say to you, I wanted to stop this? And what were my plans? I don't know. So open many a ba- you said you wanted to open a bakery, bakery or something. Right. I'm like, well, no, of course, that's another business. But yeah. yeah. And like terrible hours, like very early. <laughs> My daughter said, no, okay, mom, no, that's not going to work. But I just, it was so, it's just so cut and dried. It was like, still be a business, but you bake and then you sell it. And then you bake and then you sell it. Like, there's not that much to it, I don't think, beyond that. Of course, then I'd get into a, a, a site, a website, and then I'd be attached to my website. So I don't know. That's probably just lot. another version of what I, I I hope people find this helpful. Anybody that's thinking about starting a, a new business and, or has considered maybe leaving their job. There's just, there's a lot to it. Yeah. And just don't let anybody tell you, just don't feel like everyone around you is, Oh, aren't they lucky? They're so successful at doing that. And that's so great. I wish I could do that. You know what? Not necessarily. You, You don't necessarily want the life. It just really, really depends on so many things. And we just wanted to, um, be, you know, we're all about being real over here and what things really look like, not what it, you know, not, not what it looks like from the outside. So that's why we call it the behind the scenes. Do we have anything else to add Kelsey? I don't know. I think that that's, uh, I think that that's it. I just hope that people think, you know, think it through. And if if it's not for you, there's nothing wrong with it not being for you. Um, Like I said, there's sometimes where I just said, Oh God, I just wish I could 
you know, just go, I don't know, like work at a freaking boutique. Yeah, right. Exactly. And just retail, like just any kind of retail. Yeah. And just, you know, I mean, I know. Retail. Oh, I know what it is. Oh, you guys are going to laugh. You know what it is that I think about doing? What? I want to work at my local grocery store. Now, hold on for a second. When I was in college, I know I graduated from college and I graduated education. I was a teacher and my school year hadn't started yet. So teachers pretty much have to work in the summer, at least back in the early days when you still need money. And I worked at a, I worked on Beacon Hill in Boston at a little boutique um, grocery, like a tiny grocery, you know? Um, And I was the checker. Okay. I really loved that. I liked that. I love talking to people and it just worked. I, I worked several jobs in retail, actually. And I was also a great waitress. I was a really great I can great see waitress. that because you're very, really uh, very particular and very. Yep. Yeah, yep. And I, I move yeah. fast and I love giving people their needs and like, well, okay, what else do you need? What else do you need? What else do you need? I can deal with all types of personalities. You can't really piss me off too much unless, you know, it's really bad. So it's just, I was a great waitress. So I do dream of being a waitress. Maybe that's the one that I forgot. That's Maybe it. Maybe that's what she'll do in your retirement someday. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, oh, you know what? Rough. She's done. No more podcasts, no more coaching, no more courses. She's now a waitress. Yeah. Could you imagine? <laughs> one more thing. Actually, let me just bring up one more point and then we can, we can shut it down. But another thing, like you were saying, you liked interacting with the people. I get to interact with people, but it's via email. It's over the phone. I don't, it's, it's kind of a lonely life too. When you're pursuing yeah, that oh, great point. thing It's the, there's not a lot of it. Again, it depends on the type of business that you're trying to build or what you're pursuing. But a lot of times the life of a, a solo business owner or, um, you know, a content yeah. creator in your case, it's a kind of a lonely road. Oh, yeah. My too. daughter tells me all the time. She couldn't, you know, you, there was no amount of money that she could be paid to do what I do. Because there's just not enough being out in the world, you know, and interacting with people in that way. Of course, I, I do talk to people all day of a different sort, but it's always, of course, it's behind a camera, you know, and or it's on the computer and it, it does get old. So whenever I go out at the end of the day and I'm out in the world, I'm like, well, maybe I want to be out here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my uh, gosh. Reject the green grass syndromes. There you go. That's right. There you go. Okay, darling. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for coming on. This was fun. I hope everybody liked my little um, sidebar from my normal topics. I just thought it would be kind of a fun thing to do. All right. um, We'll talk soon. Okay. Talk to you later. Bye, guys. And that ends this hour of the Suzanne Venker Show. Before you leave us, I'd appreciate it if you'd take one minute to give us a review at Apple Podcasts or whatever platform you use. If you've done that already, or if you can't leave a review on your podcast player for some reason, please consider sharing the show with a friend or a family member. Word of mouth is the primary way we get the word out about The Suzanne Banker Show. Thanks for listening, everyone. Have a great week.